This is Road Trip Branson. I'm your host, Rebecca Schlau. On today's show, I'm going to be going over some of the latest Branson news and also some spring break ideas. Hey gang, welcome back. And I hope you all have missed me so much. Those of you who've actually been listening, I have been gone for the last several episodes and I've been slacking on my Branson podcasting, of course. Luckily, my dear sweet husband and even my kids seemed like they chimed in when I was out of town. So that was really fun for me to hear. I was out of town, got to hear my baby's voices, talk about Branson rides. So today... I'm going to go over some news in Branson. I know Jason did give some updates on some different news stories that were going on. And I'm just going to go over some of my own news stories that I I found out. Now, of course, he's already mentioned that Guy Fieri Restaurant is, is coming. And I'm really excited about that. I was just looking around some of my Branson sites. And I did notice that, hey, y'all, down at the Branson Landing, did y'all know Andy B's that bowling place that has lots of fun stuff to do it has brunch on saturdays and sundays this is a big deal they have brunch on saturdays that's really cool one thing i'm really excited about that's coming to town that may have already been addressed before is the wonderworks and this is going to be a really cool attraction that's supposed to be opening sometime this spring now i don't know if this is going to be open before spring break or not But this place seems super awesome. So just to give you a little information about it, it's going to be on 76. So the main Branson Strip. And I believe it was one of those old theaters that got bought out. I'm not real sure uh, which theater it was. But they're saying on the website, if you go to the website, they have wonderworksonline.com. It says it's going to be open... 365 days a year from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. So that's really cool. That means if you're going over like a holiday, like Thanksgiving or Christmas, it's going to be open. I mean, that's cool. It says it says it's going to be open anywhere between late March and early April. So uh, I wouldn't bank on it <laughs> being open for, for spring break. There's going to be tons of exhibits and activities. And your kids are going to get super excited because the entrance, the the building facade looks like an upside down mansion. Like it looks like it's been pulled up out of the ground and it's just sitting on its roof. If that kind of sounds familiar to you, you may have already seen a Wonderworks before. They're, they're located in lots of touristy sorts of destinations all around the United States. So like there's one in Panama Beach and Syracuse, Pigeon Ford, Myrtle Beach, Orlando, and now Branson. This is just going to be such a cool place for your kids because not only will it be fun, but it's also kind of an educational experience. So it's lots of little exhibits that feature like science, technology, engineering, art, and math, and lots of hands-on activities and and different exhibits that will entertain, educate, and inspire everyone in your family. So there's going to be an interactive sandbox, an illusion art gallery, extreme 360 bikes, a a bubble room. You'll be able to encounter Professor Wonder's Adventure, which is an augmented reality adventure that explores the history of Wonderworks. 
So, I mean, there's going to be tons of stuff to do. If you want more details of what's likely to be inside Wonderworks that's coming up, I would probably check out some of the other ones online to give you a better idea. This looks awesome. Like, this is one of those fun museum sort of places that my kids adore and love. And I don't have information on pricing, but it's supposed to be, it says affordable. Now, I don't know what that means by Branson terms, but I'm assuming it's still going to cost you to get in. But we're really looking forward to Wonderworks opening up. And I've already mentioned this before, but, you know, that aquarium is still supposed to open up sometime, I believe, in the summer of 2020. There's this big Branson Aquarium. So I'm really excited about that. Now, down at Branson Landing, there we've, we've walked by it before and we've... we've seen it and I think I've mentioned it during one of our last trip reviews there's still this Branson Treasure Museum that's opening and there's some sort of pirate adventure involved but they officially opened like they had a chamber of commerce you know grand opening even though I think they've been open for a while but it's it's worth checking out or at least I really want someone to check it out and get back with me it's down at the landing it looks like it might be fun for kids also I'm happy to report that our favorite breakfast spot Billy Gale's has now reopened after the death of Gail not too long ago who is one of the owners I mean she she was a older but just kind of a staple of this restaurant I know there were a lot of concerns that the restaurant would close down and any of you guys who've been listening to the show know that we love Billy Gale's we would we would try to go maybe not every trip but every other trip and it was just I mean, it was just a staple. It's just a staple. I mean, we'd get these huge pancakes, just huge. When we we get them with chocolate chips, we'd buy this huge breakfast meal for for pretty cheap, and it would feed our entire family. Like we literally would get one meal and share between like four or five of us. I mean, our family's grown now, so we might have to add a little extra, but um, it was just cheap back then. You could only pay with cash. However. There's been some changes, but they're, they've kept, the new owners of Billy Gales have kept, you know, all, I, I think they've kept it pretty much the same. I think it's going to be same menu, but expanded menu. So all the stuff that we've always loved, plus they've added some lunch items. They've also included extra seating. So before this whole restaurant was almost like a room, I mean room, it was almost like a house, like different rooms set up along a house. And you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm not convinced it wasn't actually a house at one point. It, it had to have been. But they've expanded it, torn down some walls, a lot more seating. It's a lot more open. They've added tons more parking spaces. They've essentially doubled the amount of people, the capacity that the restaurant can hold. They accept your credit cards, guys. No more running to the ATM. No more worried about parking. There's, you're not going to have as long a waits, which is great because it was already so crowded and we always would manage it where we would go later in the morning to avoid crowds. But knowing that they've added so much extra seating and parking just means that you're going to be able to get in probably quicker. I think I read somewhere that they retained all the staff, all the old waitresses and cooks and things like that, but they've also added like 20 more people. So this is a really great asset to... Branson. Um, I mean, it already was, but I feel like it. Th these improvements are are you know welcome. Also, uh, there is a Thai kitchen restaurant that's opening up in downtown Branson sometime in April. 
I am excited to see. I'm always looking to try new restaurants, and I'm assuming my husband will really enjoy any sort of Asian food he can get his hands on, and I, I, I might be interested in trying that out. I'd also uh, mention that there is a, an entertainer in Branson. His name was Jim Owen. He, he did die recently. And I'm not big on the show, so I can't, I can't claim that I know who this was. But if you're someone who's been going to Branson for a while and have gone to the shows, you may be more familiar. All right, so kind of getting into the meat and potatoes of this episode. I do want to point out that I've already done a Branson Spring Break episode. You will have to go back to episode 6. Head to about the seven minute mark, and you're going to go over a, a much more extensive look at what to do for Branson Spring Break. And there I listed pretty much everything, your big to dos. So please go back to that episode because I intended to use it for for this season as well. And I may just try to repost it. Now that I'm now that I'm talking about it, I think it might be a good idea. We are going to plan to go to Branson for a few days over spring break. And I just kind of wanted to walk y'all through what I'm thinking we might do, our planning process. Number one, I don't even have a hotel booked. I do think I'm probably going to pick a place that has an indoor pool. My kids love to swim and it's just too cold, you know, for them to open up any of the outdoor pools. So we probably will look more at our favorite, the Welk Resort. We love the hotels and condos there and we love, love, love that indoor pool. Oh, it's my favorite. So chances are we will end up at the Welk Resort. However, um, I really do like that Wyndham Mountain Vista, which is directly next door to the Welk Resort. It is a condo-based um, place to stay, though. So if you only if you just kind of want a cheaper hotel room, I would stick with just the regular Welk Resort. And then if you're needing more of a condo, the Welk Resort has the lodges at Timber Ridge, which is where we have been staying for our Welk Resort vacations, but you're going to have to look at that differently on TripAdvisor. So if you want more, just a hotel room, you look up Welk Resort. If you're wanting more of a condo at that same Welk Resort using that same indoor, that awesome indoor pool, look up the lodges at Timber Ridge by Welk Resort. I bet you can get some good deals on stuff right now, y'all. This coronavirus has people scared, changing up vacation. I'm assuming this spring break will be a little bit lighter on some of the older folks traveling. I hate to even say that. It feels weird. But, I mean, it's still going to be crowded. It's still going to be busy. Spring break is a busy time in Branson. The local businesses look forward to it. But as a tourist, you, you will have to navigate the crowds. You'll have to find a place to stay. I mentioned the places we're looking at because we're going to want an indoor pool. Now, if we were only going specifically, like for instance, to Silver Dollar City, and we only had a weekend, like or we only had a very limited amount of time, I would probably want to stay at one of those condos or little hotels that are right by Silver Dollar City that are through the parking lot, like the Cliffs Resort, or I think it was that Eagle Nest Resort, which is where we stayed not too long ago. Um, I would want to stay somewhere really close where I wouldn't have to fight traffic for Silver Dollar City because as I've mentioned a million times, well, I say a million times and maybe it's just my mind and maybe I'm just telling other people this, but at Silver Dollar City will be so crowded during spring break and just getting into the parking lot, especially on the weekends, um, it's going to be really challenging if you don't plan 
plan it right. So Sodar City, of course, you know, there's a lot of bang for your buck there. When you go, I always recommend Silver City. It's so much fun. I mean, all the rides will be open, and there's going to be shows and the food. I mean, that's we're definitely going to Silver City. I mean, no doubt about it. However, it's going to be crowded, and I just have to expect that. In order to have a better time at Silver City, I need to plan to get there early. If the gate now, I don't, I don't know what time it opens. I'm not looking at the at the at the guide, but let's say the park itself opens at ten. I really need to be at the park walking inside the gates, uh, you know, by 9. Like, I want to be hanging out inside the gates at 9 a.m. And you, you may think that's really crazy early, but I want to get there with enough time to park. I'm going to get to Sora City. I'm going to try to get there a few hours ahead of time because parking will be crazy on spring break. Parking will be... Ooh, terrible and if you do not get there early you are stuck in traffic and there's there's nothing you can do about it you will be stuck in traffic both ways a lot of people will try to do the whole go towards Branson West turn around and loop back around which I probably would too if I was stuck in traffic but if you do not plan to get to Silver City a few hours before it actually opens just go ahead and bank that you're going to be stuck in traffic and that's going to really tick you off and that can sometimes ruin people's day. And by the time you're stuck in traffic, that means you're not there at opening and you miss all the prime riding opportunities. The advantage of getting to any place like Silver City, any amusement park at opening, which we call rope drop, is you'll have shorter lines at all the rides. And so I highly, highly recommend it. On the day that we do choose to go to Silver Dollar City, I'm going to try to avoid a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going to try to. However, with our schedule, oh, yeah, probably not possible. If I had to choose, I guess I would do a, a Friday. After that, I'd choose Sunday. And then after that, I would choose a Saturday. I want to avoid Saturday all, <laughs> if all possible. Uh, we still have to go on Saturdays, though, at times. Like, there, there just is no way to avoid it. Now, just manage your expectations. There's only a limited amount of people they will allow in Silver City. And that limited number is huge. I've actually never, <laughs> I've never seen it so crowded that they stopped allowing people. So it's not like it will ever <laughs> not be crazy packed. But, you know, they they get really crowded at Christmas and, and I do that too. So there will be, you know, in terms of the rides, the ride lines will get long. You need to expect that and have stuff to do. I always tell people, look, plan for this. Plan for your kids having to wait in lines, especially those big thrill rides. If you are going to Silver Dollar City over spring break and you are a thrill seeker, my plan would be for you to first, at rope drop, right when they allow you to walk towards the rides, I want you to go in this order, okay? Try this out for me. I'd go to Time Traveler. I would then hit Thunderation next door. I would then walk across kind of the park to Wildfire. After you do Wildfire, um, I'd probably at this point for spring break, I'd probably skip the Great American Plunge, even though it's open, uh, just because it's just kind of too cold for me. I don't want to walk around wet. Although, who knows? If you're feeling brave, do it. Just, I don't know, wear a poncho. Yeah, you'll look silly wearing a poncho on a water ride, but you'll think, <laughs> trust me, you're going to thank me later. Uh, after I do wildfire, I would probably head down the street and go to fire in the hole. 
Now, Fire in the Hole isn't exactly a crazy thrill ride. It's more of a kiddie roller coaster, but because so many kids can ride it and there's less height restrictions on this ride, it, it, there, there probably will be a longer line. I would then just go right across the way and hit Powder Keg. I would then go down, back down the street and hit... That one wooden roller coaster, Outlaw Run, that's it. I would hit Outlaw Run, then the big barn swing, and bada bing, bada boom, you've hit those thrill rods. Any of the other rods would kind of be bonuses, but that's pretty much the order I would hit those. Now, if you, I mean, it really just depends. Definitely hit Time Traveler first. It will be the one that fills up, or how, you know, if you can't, or if you want to hit some of these others and you have a 15 extra bucks to spend, you could go do some, knock some of these other rides out of the way save wildfire for last pay 15 bucks to get to the front of the line and then there you go silver dollar city does offer a one-time trailblazer that means front of the line pass to time traveler for 15 dollars. it's the only ride that they singled out so if there's two of y'all that would be 30 bucks if there's a huge line y'all it's worth it it really is if there's a huge huge line and you don't want to wait it could be worth it but you, it's going to cost you. Just like anything at Silver Dollar City, it's going to cost you. If you want to have a more relaxed time at Silver Dollar City and you insist on going when it's high crowds, then you, you might want to shell out the money for a Trailblazer Pass. A typical Trailblazer Pass, a regular one, is going to be about $44. Okay, This gets you to the front of the line on eight different rides. So for you get to use it eight times. It's 44 bucks. If you want a trail, and now that's per person, okay? And that's a one day, you, you get to use it that day for eight rides. Now, if you want an unlimited ride, like if you got, you know, teenagers or people that just want to ride things over and over and over again, they don't want to wait in lines, the crowds are huge, and especially like this summer too, that'll really apply when it's hot, you can get the Super Trailblazer and that will be $74 per person but it's unlimited and you get to get to the front of the line on all the rides now if uh, again it's super crowded you want to ride everything you want to ride you are among the people with loaded who have tons of money and you want the most lavish ridiculously expensive <laughs> day at Silver Dollar City, um, Sister Rachel, that would be my sister, she would, she would kind of be the person I would peg to go for something like this, uh, you could do a VIP tour for 229 bucks per person, but you get a VIP tour guide for the entire day, which will get you to the front of the line for every ride you want, front of the line, every ride you want all day long, when you think of, when you think of that kind of that all day exclusivity, I mean, maybe that does make some financial sense for you. Right now in our lives, my, mine and my husband's life, I mean, we, we do, I'm, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with y'all. We will shell over money for a better time. Like we, we have been known to buy trailblazer passes when, when we need to. We, we, we will. Okay. But the, the VIP tour at this point is not something that, that we could do. However, y'all, if this was the only time I was going to Silver Dollar City for a while, 
and I had the money to burn and I really wanted to maximize the vacation and it was going to be a crazy, awful, crowded day and you just really wanted to do it all as much as you wanted all day long, then heck yeah. I mean, I think this would be an awesome special treat. Like for you and like one other person, like what an awesome, huge, I mean, it'd be a huge gift, but what an awesome thing that would be. I mean, that would just be amazing to have a tour. I mean, yeah, you and one other person would be, you know, dang near $500, but just think of the perks of that day and how special you would feel having your own tour guide. I mean, and, and trust me, when people see you walking around with a tour guide, they know that tour guide is dressed in Silver Dollar City garb, and I believe he's like, they, they have like tour guide signs and stuff like that. So I'm not saying I would never do this, but I wouldn't do this with, you know, all my children right, right now because that's just, um, that's ridiculous. <laughs> for us at this point. Now, let's say you are going on, um, you, you want to go to Silver Dollar City. Keep in mind, you will be paying seven, 72 bucks uh, for that visit. And that's why I always tell people, look, if you're going to go to Silver Dollar City more than one day during the, the season, like if you go once in the summer, once during Christmas time, just go ahead and buy a season pass. Now, if you're just going back-to-back -back days, or, you know, if you're only going two days over spring break, you can get a cheaper a cheaper park ticket for, I mean, I think closer to 90. Now, you can get a three-day ticket for closer to 100 and something. But I I don't I don't ever do that because we always go, uh, we'll go a few days in the summer. We may go a few days in the fall. We may go a few days in the, in the, at Christmas time. So it makes a lot more sense for us to shell over that $118 for that season pass. However, if this is it, if that's your only trip, you may want to consider some of the, the cheaper, uh, one day, two day, three day passes. And those three day passes look kind of new. Hmm. I think, I don't know if that's new for this year or not. Now I said $72 per day or $118 per a season pass. That's for like adults, 12 to 64. Now, if you're 65 and older, you can get a one day ticket for $70 or a season pass for 112. Uh, for, for kiddos, you're going to be like little kids from like four to 11. You're going to be paying 62 bucks per day, like for a park ticket or $108 for a season pass. Now, we've already bought our season passes for for the year. If you buy season passes before March, um, they're cheaper. The price does go up at the end of March. So if you buy them sometime like right now, the season passes I think will be cheaper before the price goes up. We try to buy them early, like right at the beginning of January because you still, you get a little bit of extra when you buy your season passes, you'll get those um, like family tickets, like either free or discounted passes for family throughout the year. But they're very, you know, they're getting more and more specific on which days you can and can't attend. So the value in those tickets are are decreasing. I don't blame them though, because Silver Dollar City is so crowded already that they really don't even have to offer any sort of like free tickets. I mean, they, they really don't have to. They are I mean, in my opinion, Silver Dollar City is booming. So, of course, we're going to head out to Silver Dollar City. We will be there early. We will get things done as early as possible. And we will manage our expectations and expect to, to wait in lines. And and uh, we won't get it all done. You will not get Silver Dollar City done in one day. It's just, it, there. It, there's just too much. I also, uh, you know, if you're going to go to Silver Dollar City and you don't want to ride rides, I mean, keep in mind, there's tons of shows. And there's also... What's, it seems like it's becoming a bigger deal are the cooking classes. 
they'll have like cooking classes where on separate on, on different days they're cooking individual things and there's going to be several times you can sign up to do and that's really cool if you are someone who loves to go to silver city and you only like to watch the shows, I think you can buy like a show lover's pass. And that show lover's pass is kind of like a trailblazer pass, gets you to the front of the line. I highly recommend it. Now, other things that we are planning on doing over spring break, I still want to go back to that Snowflex tubing hill at Wolf Mountain, which is, if you're, if you're driving up, <laughs> if you're driving up from Arkansas, mom, uh, just keep driving through Branson on, on 65 from up from Arkansas. You'll pass Branson Landing exit kind of on the right. Just keep going, and then uh, that Wolf Mountain will, will be there. There's also zip line activities. So there's lots of fun stuff to do there at that Wolf Mountain. I say lots of fun stuff. What I really mean is zip lining and tubing. But that tubing hill was so much fun, and it's been over a year and a half since we've done it. So I really, I'm excited about doing it again. My poor son still isn't old enough to enjoy it. So that may sway us on whether or not we do it, or I may just shell out some money for my husband to to take my kids, my, my older kids there. But it's so much fun. And you pay for an hour. Now it's expensive. It's, you know, it's spring break, y'all spending money. Holla, uh, you're going to spend that money and it's going to be expensive per person and you only get an hour. However, you will be worn out, but your kids will love it. I mean, they're guaranteed, especially if, if they love thrill-seeking things, they will love it. If they love slides, when you when you are going down it, it, you know, it is fast, but even little kids who are big enough to ride love it. It is so much fun, totally worth it. Kind of a good workout. They do have, you know, a... A conveyor belt that you know that you can kind of ride up there but everyone well I don't think you're supposed to but everyone kind of walks on that conveyor belt up so you'll get a good workout one hour is plenty y'all it's plenty I am always excited to go down to Branson Landing one of my favorite things to do at Branson Landing is eat 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 I love all the restaurants at Branson Landing and they just keep getting better and I mean that. They really do. I mean, and I'm, you know, our family loves Paula Deen's. I love that experience. It's expensive. To, you know, it's kind of expensive. But I just, I just love that experience. I love Mellow Mushroom. I love that place. Now they have a Saltgrass Steakhouse, which if um, you have a Landry Select card, I think you pay like 20, 25 bucks uh, for for this card, you immediately get that back in a credit. Keep in mind, you immediately get that back. But if you're, if it's a busy day, like at Branson Landing, you will be able to get to the front of that wait list with your Landry Select card. You can use that Landry Select card at different places around the United States, different chains, because the Landry's restaurants are a chain. I know Saltgrass Steakhouse is one of them. We always use ours in several places at Disney World, Rainforest Cafe, T-Rex Cafe, and Yak and Yeti. Those are all kind of our Disney World. So we use this Landry card all the time. I mean, it pays for itself literally immediately. Plus, you also get a, each year you get like a $20 or $25 birthday credit for free, like a food credit, like a gift, gift card just applied to your account. And it's really cool. You can add up points and things like that. But I would highly recommend checking checking that out if places are, are super crowded, especially. I love Cantina Laredo, and that's down there. Joe's Crab Shack. Oh, I haven't eaten in there in a while. I kind of want to do that. Last time we were there, we ate at that that newer place. 
that land shark and I don't remember feeling that great so I don't remember eating there but it was such a cool atmosphere kind of summery um, all the food from what everyone else was saying was really good you may also just want to kind of hang out with the with your bros and your friends and look out over the river there's several different places that you can kind of sit outside and do that they do have a buffalo wild wings that has a patio seating out there of course there is that white river fish house i love that place that setting is just really cool because it's like on on the on the lake there it's just it's just really neat one of our favorite places down at Branson Landing is Black Oak Grill. It just seems like there's something for everyone, and it's it's a good price, and it always kind of smells like kind of like a wood fire grill in there. We we love it. I believe they also have some outdoor seating too, so that would be a place to check out. That little I, I sometimes talk about this place, but they have that little that little moonshine place down at Branson Landing. It's called Smith Creek Moonshine, and it's kind of like a little tasting bar, but they also, I think, serve some burgers. And <laughs> so I I hear great, like, those burgers get really good reviews. So while you're sampling moonshine on one side of the, the place, go over and grab a burg on the other. And, and if you do, if you ever do go down at Branton Landing and go eat at the moonshine place, the Smith Creek Moonshine Please let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. So, tons of places to eat down at Branson Landing. If Branson Landing seems too busy, we discovered on our last trip, I think it was in the summer, that we loved Downing Street Poorhouse in downtown Hollister, which is literally like no time away from Branson Landing. It's actually really close to Branson Landing. It's just through a few back roads, like a mile or two down the road. It's it's actually really closer than you think, even though it's called Hollister. To me, I mean, that's just part of Branson. It's just a suburb of Branson. Uh, that place was good. We had a great time. Plus, when we were there, they had live music playing, and it was so fun, and they let my kids go up and dance, and we just had a great time. So I'm really, I would, I think we may try to do that again. Now that I'm thinking about it, like hang out at the, the landing, maybe go shopping, maybe go to the candy store, maybe go to the Branson Landing one night, but then another night, maybe go to Downing Street Poorhouse. I would love to do that. Other fun things to do in Branson, I've already mentioned, and which will be, up, you know, featured on the the other show that we're I'm going to repost. I mean, you could go to the wineries. There's tons of, tons, there's a few, <laughs> there's a few wineries to go to. That to check out. There's also lots of shows, y'all. Lots and lots of shows. Check out the Sights and Sound Theater in Branson if you want to take your kids to a show. We are still not quite there. And I feel really bad because I know part of my, sh you know, part of my podcast is just lacking. I am just lacking in my show experience because my motivation for shows is still not there because my kids are young. So we can do a dinner show. We can do Dixie Stampede and we can make it through that. But just with a two-year-old who is now officially potty training, I just, I, I just don't want to sit through a show right now. Now, if it was just my husband and I, I would probably check out some of the magic shows, comedy shows. I, I tend to like magic or comedy more adult. Um, I, I'm less of the sing-songy type. However, there, I mean, there's great entertainment. And a lot of these 
people come straight, you know, straight from the showbiz industry, straight from Nashville. I mean, these are quality entertainers. I mean, Branson spends big money on their talent. And they're, the talent in Branson's amazing. But I need to be fed or I need, a, I need to be laughing, it seems like. So I still would love anybody's reviews on some of the shows, any of the recent shows. So if you have an upcoming Branson trip, I've always mentioned, y'all let me know. I'd, I'd love to, to hear from you and, and talk to you a little bit more about shows because I know I'm lacking in that, that subject matter. Other things I would do, I would, I, you know, going, going hiking has always been something I really want to do in Branson and I haven't done. Branson has a surprising number of hiking trails and this is just so odd to me. I never really thought about it, but some go by water, waterfalls, go by the lake. All you have to do is just Google it. Just look up Branson hiking trails and there's some that end up in the middle of the middle of the city. So I really think that's something that a lot of people don't know about is that there's actually a lot of outdoorsy stuff to do. It's not just shows and amusement parks and, and attractions and, and stuff like that. It's actual outdoorsy hiking, like good hiking. I mean, it is the Ozark Mountain. So I think that's something to, to look out for. I would also recommend those who have kids that like kind of thrill-seeking and kind of adventure sort of stuff, go ahead and check out Fritz's Adventure. It's got ropes courses inside. To me, it seems more like it's for older kids, so we're not quite there yet with my two-year-old, but this is something that's right up my nine-year-old and six-year-old's alley. So we may try to check that out for the first time this trip. We still have not been. Now, because the weather can sometimes, you know, it's still cold. It's still cool in spring and the the rain showers are coming in you know you may want to look at places like Fritz's Adventure when it's real rainy or places like the Butterfly Palace you know those are all indoors and there's things to do my kids love the Butterfly Palace I love the Butterfly Palace too I mean I think it's so relaxing and beautiful but I don't always care to pay the price for just like an hour of entertainment now you could spend a lot more than an hour in there but I tend to get a little bit bored after an hour and you know honestly I could probably stay there longer if I wasn't running after my children the whole time I could actually probably enjoy it in a different way as an adult if it was just me now you can get some coupons to there I think just if you if you look up uh you know discounts you can usually find a five dollar off coupon or three dollar off coupon pretty easily in just different different brochures that you'll find everywhere at every gas station, everywhere you go towards Branson. But, you know, the cost is still pretty high, especially when you're bringing a family. But again, hey, it's spring break. You, this is what kids want to do. You're going to shell out that money. But hey, I'm going to be honest with you. When it is raining and cold and it seems like it's going to be miserable outside, that's actually the best time <laughs> to hit Silver Dollar City because nobody wants to go to Silver Dollar City in the rain, especially if it's cold and rainy, but that is when the crowds are gone and you have the park to yourself. I mean, as long as there's not lightning, they're still right. They're still, they're still, uh, working those coasters, y'all. It's still going. That food is still cooking. I mean, there is still indoor stuff to do. I say if it rains, you head on down to Silver Dollar City unless, you know, Unless you really, really, really are opposed to walking around wet. Now, I'm opposed to walking around wet, but we always come prepared with big old ponchos. We have stroller covers. We bring extra extra garments to help us prevent getting wet. So, I mean, we are so 
used to and prepared for rain that I mean it's just not even fair I mean it's just not even fair but that's just because we're big Disney goers and it it rains um, pretty much every day in the summer there so we are always on guard for protecting our stroller and all of our belongings from getting just drenched so I would also recommend checking out Arcade City down at Branson Landing for just some normal arcade fun you'll your kids will love it. I mean, they really will. But also, you know, consider all the other stuff at, uh, that Branton has. Like, well, I'm sure this time, you know, the kids are going to want to do go-karts. Uh, they they may even want to do putt-putt at some point. Now, there also is that, you know, if it's it's really bad weather, there is that indoor putt-putt. I can't remember what it's called. Like, Green Mountain Indoor. There's a putt-putt thing. There's also, like... You know, there's still the Promised Land Zoo, which, you know, it's a small zoo, but there are some interactive components to it, which I really like because you, you can, um, you, you get those birds all around you and the kids love that. They love getting swarmed by birds eating out of their hand, basically. They, you also get to pet a few animals, so that, that place can be kind of cool, too. Uh, we probably will skip that the next time we go in favor for some of the other things that I've already mentioned. I always like when we do have an opportunity, if you want to do something kind of free, I always love going up to the chateau on the lake. And whether we are just looking around the property, maybe going to have lunch or brunch there, they have a beautiful playground, and just the grounds of the chateau are really nice. Now, if you don't want to spend money on a huge brunch at Chateau Grill, they do have just a normal atrium cafe area, and I really like the, they have some sort of like grilled cheese there that I really like. But, I mean, it, and it's normal, kind of more normal prices, not as fancy. There's still brunches going on, y'all. There's still brunch at the Chateau you could do on Sunday. There's also the Keter Center, which offers a really great brunch. You could still head on down to Big Cedar, which I've already mentioned before. There's t so much to do that I've never even been there. I don't even know what all there is to do. But apparently, it just, every year it grows and grows and grows where it's really a place that you could just go for spring break and don't ever leave. Like, you don't need to go to Silver Dollar City. You don't need to go to all these outside restaurants. You have all the fun stuff to do right there. You have your arcade. You have go-karts, I think. You have, I don't know, maybe ice skating. You have pools. You have hiking. You have bars. You have restaurants. You have just cool things to look at, kind of like museum-like stuff to look at. I mean, it's a one-stop shop when it comes to resorts in Branson. And for, for that reason, it is going to be probably the most expensive place to stay. You don't have to stay there, though, to just enjoy the amenities. I, you know, you can go play there. You can go to the arcade. I think it even has a little bowling alley. I mean, it has all sorts of stuff that's, that's there that you don't have to be staying there to use. Now, I mean, obviously, if you're going swimming, I think you, you need to be staying there. But they offer different types of rooms if you're interested, like they do have normal hotel rooms, cabins, more luxury sorts of things. I think they even have those tents. I think I talked about it once. Regardless of where you're staying at Big Cedar, it's it's going to be expensive. And spring break may already be booked up. I don't know. I would I would check it out if you know if you are interested. So I know I've mentioned about 20 different things my family wants to do. Obviously, we're not gonna be able to do it all. There's so much I want to do, and we're never going to be able to fit it all in because I probably will only be able to go for about three nights. So I really, I really have to whittle it down. And if I had to pick two things that I know my kids are going to want to do the most, it will be Silver Dollar City 
and swimming. Yes, my kids will want to swim at the resort, which is great because I'm paying for it. They will want to swim, and the Welk Resort has an indoor slide. Now, those those other resorts, there's a few other resorts in the area that do have more, you know, slides inside, like the the water, the indoor water parks. I'm assuming those are going to be lots of fun for kids. Those will be more crowded than the Welk, and there, but there's also going to be a lot more to do. There will actually be official water parks. The Welk only has that splashatorium, but you know. Silver Dollar City and, and indoor swimming, my kids would be happy. Like, that's all they really need. We will probably add in one other extra fun thing. Um, we've thought about those mountain coasters because there's two different companies that have the mountain coasters, but we just haven't pulled the plug on that. I would love to hear your experience if you've been on a mountain coaster, one of those mountain coasters. We will likely, mm, what are we going to do? I mean, we're going to go to Branton Landing. Okay, that's for sure. We'll do that for at least dinner, we will for sure, one of those days, either it's our departure day or the day before, we will definitely go check out Sugarleaf Bakery, which has expanded. Sugarleaf Bakery is a must stop either one or two times that you're there. I want baked goods and lunch. Like I want treats from there and I want lunch. So we'll probably, okay, so definitely Sugarleaf Bakery, definitely swimming, definitely Silver Dollar City, Ah, oh, definitely Branson Landing. Um, the other things we'll just have to fill in the gaps as we can. I'll probably try to do tubing. Maybe, oh gosh. I don't know. That 80s arcade that's in downtown Branson really seemed appealing. <sighs> Y'all, there's too much. It's now stressing me out thinking about spring break, but I'm also crazy excited. And I still have not planned where we're going to stay and when we're actually going. Yay! Keep in mind, guys, I've already told you it's going to be crowded. If you go to Branson expecting low crowds or you're going to somehow beat the crowds because you think your your week is different than everyone else's week for spring break, you're just going to be mistaken. Branson is becoming more and more popular. It will be crowded. Expect that. That's okay. It is growing. That means more money's coming in. That means more attractions are coming into town. So just manage, manage, manage your expectations. That's why you may want to lay, lay low you know, plan to get a few good things done at Silver Dollar City and plan to just swim at your resort. I guarantee you just swimming at your resort will make your kids happy. All right, guys, I think that's going to be it for the day. I would still love to interact with you guys. I love getting on the Facebook page. I have a, just look me up on Facebook at Road Trip Branson and send me a, I don't know, send me a message right on the wall talk to me y'all you can also email me at roadtripbranson at gmail.com we are also on instagram at the name is well you guessed it roadtripbranson i would love to chat with you guys i'd love to interact with you guys right now i have like <laughs> six ratings or five ratings four ratings maybe like that do you want to be number five do you want to be that fifth person that gives me a review the more reviews i get i mean y'all this is just out of pity but the more reviews i get the the easier it is for other people to find so i'm having a lot of people that are out of state finding this podcast and so make it easier on them and leave me a review hopefully positive if not whatever constructive feedback i can i can take it um hopefully uh so that's gonna that's gonna do it guys all right road trippers see you real soon